disclaimer. The views and opinions you hear expressed by the participants in this show are not the views of AnimeNewsNetwork.com. Enjoy the show. I think you will. Welcome to Ancast. I'm Zach Birchie. We have a star-studded, action-packed video game podcast for you. It is E3 week. We do this every year. We are back with the Super Game Show Brothers. And I guess this time it's like super. It's like all-star Super Game Show Brothers plus world. Da- uh, Joel, you're the world. Am I the world? You're the Joel's new Super Mario Brothers 2 for Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know uh, what's happening. Joining us for our post E3 uh, chat, uh, it's Dave Riley from Anime News Network and FastKarate.net. Dave, thanks for coming on. It's Fatal Frame Five time. Is it? <laughs> we knew it was coming, but now they've confirmed it. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, as as always, uh, our uh, beloved uh, and intrepid game writer at Anime News Network. Uh, it's Todd Siolik. Todd, thanks for coming back. Yes, uh, currently in mourning for Gravity Rush 2. <laughs> All right. You know, I saw a ton of copies of Gravity Rush in a Target clearance bin, and I should have bought one, but I didn't. Um, Got PlayStation Plus. You don't even have to pay for it. Oh, okay. Exactly. I'll just do that. Um, well, they they sell it for like under a buck during flash sales now. It's oh, like, yeah, month. this is worth ninety seven cents. Okay. Very much so. That so voice- like if they're cheap, uh, buy me all of them. I'll just make a suit out of them or something. <laughs> okay. That other voice you heard is uh, Heidi Kemp's. She right. I think everybody Hello. except for Joel writes for us, but Heidi writes for us, and you can find her work at gaming.moe, and she is in. Literally in the E3, E3 press room right now. Yes. So it's been a long four days, but we survived. We survived. <laughs> okay. And then our plus world, uh, Joel is here from fastkarate.net. Joel, thanks for coming on. <laughs> thanks for having me. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and get started here. There's a lot to cover, uh, but before we get to E3, we usually do a round of like, you know, what are you playing? What have you been playing? So uh, normally at the beginning of these things, we talk about what we've been playing, and I don't want this to be any different from the last couple of months. Uh, Joel, why don't you tell us what you've been playing lately? Uh, the most recent thing I was playing is um, the Metal Gear Solid Revengeance, uh, kind of prepping myself for whatever Hideo Kojima manages to get out of Konami before they close the door. Okay. <laughs> and how was that? Uh, it's pretty fun. Uh, the counter system gets kind of annoying when the camera angle changes, but otherwise it's a totally kind of madcap romp, which is in keeping with the general feel of a Metal Gear Solid game, but the action is just totally over the top. And that's fun. All right. You have sort of limited time for games, right? Uh, yes, I have a life. Yeah, right. Well, no, I, <laughs> I don't have a limited... I, I, I still play a lot of games, but yeah. Uh, the kiddo wakes up pretty early, so right. Got to get to bed, rise and shine. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, all right. Is that it, or anything else? Um, 
<clears throat> I mean, I've been sampling other stuff. I played uh, a little roguelike game called Oblitus. Oblitus? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's a side-scroller that was pretty disappointing. I heard it described as difficult and Souls-like, and it was only kind of boring and not really like Dark Souls at all. So maybe don't buy that one. It was worth it. Okay. Did you get it on the Steam sale or what? Yeah, I got it on the Steam sale. Like everything that comes into my life, I got it on the Steam sale. <laughs> Right. All right. And uh, Todd, what have you been playing? Well, with the uh, Nintendo World Championships, you, you know, recent memory, I tried a Ultimate NES Remix because, as you know, that that was what they played for the qualifying round. So I kind of wanted to see how I do on that, where you basically play Mario, the original Super Mario Brothers, then Mario Three, and then you try to get as many points in Doctor Mario as you possibly can. So. It's the overall package is it's kind of interesting just the way they give you the different challenges for the old NES games, but that didn't interest me quite as much as you know trying to get a Nintendo World Championships high score or something. I didn't actually go to the Nintendo thing, so this was kind of my vicarious way of contributing, and I really have no idea how these people got the scores that they did because you can get past a million points if you're pretty good at Doctor Mario, but. Again, I'm completely stuck at that at that mark. And you have people who have like I think was it six million, ten million on the high scores. So lost on that. Yeah, but it's it's fun to try. It's you know easier than playing the old um, Nintendo World Championships gold cartridge or three in one thing where you have to play Rad Racer for like five minutes and it completely melts your brain. Yeah, that's way too much time to spend with Rad Racer. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed, though, that for Super Mario Brothers, you just have to collect the coins and then collect, like, 25 coins in Mario 3. So it's 50 in Super Mario, then 25 in Mario 3, and they couldn't come up with anything else, like, in the middle. But that's about it. Well, I mean, and, there's, um, like, no collecting to do in the second Mario, so... Yeah, I mean, they could have, you know, done a Mario thing where you had to find the the subspace or whatever. Who knows? Yeah. Did they just try to have you explain how Mario Two fits in with the continuity? Like, <laughs> yeah, the well, maybe they did that for the world, for the finals or something. It was an essay contest, you know. It's, did it's, the most sand with Toad, kid. <laughs> the contest is whoever brings up the fact that the game was originally Doki Doki first. <laughs> no, they just get beheaded. The well, yeah, the last do person who doesn't bring that up, he's <laughs> yeah. sweating and just shaking. If you can go ten minutes through a conversation about Super Mario 2 without bringing up Doki Doki to panic, you win. <laughs> and then no one won the Nintendo <laughs> World Championships that year. It was just one after another player getting, you know, shot in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think Miyamoto himself took the trophy home just to, you know, for safekeeping. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so uh, Nintendo oh, World Championship I, sort of like following yeah, along at home. To do that. So I, I guess I just had to know for myself how well I would have done. But the answer is uh, it wouldn't have been worth waiting in line for three hours outside of the Best Buy in Long Island. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, and, um, not too much else. I did pick up the um, King of Fighters 13 um, along with Ultimate Match and Unlimited Match in the Steam sale because you can get the whole package for about 17 bucks. And while that seems pretty expensive for Steam, it's not too bad if you want to get basically every King of Fighters character in one game. Because you have the 98 and 2002, which is sort of the compilation games in the old series. And then you have 13, which was the you know, the newest one. And it's still a really gorgeous game looking on Steam. And it makes me kind of sad that SNK is really just sort of hemming and hawing about what they're doing for the next King of Fighters. I think they're basically taking up 
picking out ads, asking if anybody can program or anybody knows what King of Fighters is. It's gotten, it's, like, <laughs> it's like right. if you remember what Terry Bogard's middle name is, uh, we'll we'll give you a job. Okay. Wow. So. Yeah, which is a surprisingly small pool of applicants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, anything else? That's about it for me. All right. Uh, Heidi, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? Um, I have been working on um, Etrian Odyssey Untold 2 for a review. Not very far in it just yet, but um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's more Etrian Odyssey, which you, you kind of know what you're getting at this point. I mean, <laughs> there hasn't been a real bad one yet, but it's kind of more of the same. It's not, not you know, the leap that Etrian Odyssey 4 was, or even like the, the interesting take that Persona Q was. It's just Etrian Odyssey, now with more optional plot. <laughs> I have so, never touched one of those games. I, I, yeah, I don't feel like the extra plot really worked out for the first one super good, especially since it like completely ruined the twist of the first game. Yeah. <laughs> they basically just gave it to you straight up. Which, like, it's not the best twist in the world, but it's kind of cool in the original Etrian Odyssey when you get to, like, the fifth or sixth strata, and they're like, here's what's really going on. Yep. Mm. So... Yeah, I'm I'm just kind of going through that. I've been playing uh, some odd odd portable titles off and on, just a few random things for uh, for for the site and odd Twitch stuff. I actually did a Twitch stream about this time last week um, where we played the extremely bad JoJo's Bizarre Adventure SNES RPG. I used the term RPG loosely because it plays like an RPG, but it doesn't really work like an RPG. It's it's uh, really, really bad. <laughs> okay. Is that because be- you just keep having Star Platinum attack and kill everything until no, you get no. to the end? Like, like half the time Star Platinum can't hit the friggin' broadside of a barn. <laughs> so it's and not it, like the show then. <laughs> that no, was always his issue no, in the like, show. Was like they... <laughs> <laughs> That's why I threw so many punches. <laughs> like Once you're about an hour in, they basically toss the show cannon out the window and you're just like, holy crap, why am I fighting this guy right now? And it does the amazing in that it makes JoJo fights unbelievably boring. Oh. Now, is this one of those deals where they have an original story for the game or is it just kind of like a remix of the... Stuff you recognize. Um, yeah, it's a remix of the stuff you recognize. Uh, if you came okay. into this cold, you'd just be like, what the fuck is even happening? And <laughs> even if you know the story, you're like, what the fuck is even happening? No, isn't there a JoJo's fighting game for the Super Famicom? Or uh, no, uh, the same like the same publisher who did this game did one based on Bastard. That is really really weird. Oh, the 3D one where you're like flying or yeah, it's the RPG. Right. Yeah. So I mean. They were called Cobra Team. I think they were like a division of Shueisha or something. I'm not 100% sure, but they only published these uh, games based on Jump Comics, and all of them were really terrible. (laughs) So, yeah, I played that. Um, I am playing a mobile game called... uh, 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 What's the name of it? Gothic Wa Maho Otome, which is Cave's latest, actually. I don't know if anyone else is into cave shooters, but this is their most recent. It's kind of the formula adapted to a traditional, like, free-to-play slash 
collect your your cards in monsters type format, and it's actually really good. Oh, so uh, does it have like cave characters in it, or is it is it all original? Uh, there are original characters. There, are, I've got a few cave characters on my squads right now. The stages are all really really short. They you can play them, and it takes about a minute each. It's designed for cell phone play, so you're not going through those long like cave shooting stages. I can't believe I'm calling a five-minute stage long, but there you go. So, uh, you, you basically, you collect, uh, you, you know, you pull your gotcha, you collect the cards, and uh, the characters have different shots. You can level them up, take them in the stages, complete the challenges, win more stuff. And the shooting actually gets really good and really hard once you reach the, the higher levels. It's an interesting game, probably never going to come out in English, so if you have a Japanese iTunes account, um, maybe look for it. I'm thinking of uh, just doing like a mini guide for the site if I can find a moment, because this next month or so is going to be real busy. So yeah, that's what I've been playing. Woo! Cool. <laughs> Alright, uh, Dave, that's you. I'll, I'll keep it pretty short, too. Zach, I assume you're going to go deep on The Witcher. Uh, well, uh-huh. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go deep on it. <laughs> I mean, oh, I deep. haven't. Uh, I will, I've only quote unquote gotten about thirty hours into it anyway. I think um, you and I might be at about the same point then. <laughs> most of most of my opinion on it's like, hey man, this might be the best open world game I've ever played. But The Witcher Two was the best RPG I ever played, and those are a pretty large <laughs> divide in my mind. Yeah. Um, the thing I really like about The Witcher is there's like almost no. Go kill ten wolves quests. Yeah, um, it's like every side quest has like voice acting, and you like do a little bit of detective work. Like go to the graveyard and like look at the pots and pans, or like uh, discarded skulls. I don't know why there would be pots and pans in the graveyard, and that's like <laughs> because mom really loved cooking. No, and then you're like, oh, it was a, a water hag. She was taking the digging the bodies up and eating them and then you're like all right now i'm gonna go into my inventory and like apply my anti-water hag oil so my sword's good at killing them uh which is what i really liked about the witcher 2 was like that i there are not many games that really make you feel immersed in a role like the witcher 2 is like when you're playing that game you know how to kill some neckers or whatever you're like all right i'm going to the neckers drink swallow then drink thunderbolt then drink blizzard these are all your potions uh and I feel like three drops a lot of that in the name of um, sort of broader reach for the audience. They're like, yeah, you can just drink the potions whenever. You don't have to drink them outside of combat, that sort of stuff. So, you know, I, good on them. But, like, even though I say it's cool that you have to do the detective work and whatnot, it's definitely the Batman detective mode, which is, like, the worst thing to happen to video games since Shenmue invented the QuickTime event. <laughs> Like Speaking hate, of Shenmue, ho ho! Active mode. Check off uh, Shenmue. Fucking calm down. We will get to Shenmue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but otherwise, I don't. I closed out the Final Fantasy XIV story. Um, really? Because w- the expansion, the early access for the expansion starts tomorrow. So I finished the story last night, which involves a raid, and then like literally two hours of cutscene. Um, only some of which are voiced. Uh, and it mostly involves these, like, nefarious, tiny... This, there's this cherubic child race, uh, but they're not all angels, as you'll see, and they're, a specific group of them are, like, these nefarious 
They're working behind the scenes in an operation called the Syndicate to bring down the Sultan, who is also this stupid child who, like, has a bed strewn with plushy chocobos and moogles and, like, I don't know, something about this, like, reverent, reverential cuteness just uh, does not fit well with me, so... I, I thought the end of the Final Fantasy 15 story was pretty, 14 story was pretty dopey. And and finally, Pixel Junk put out a new game, which is called Nom Nom Galaxy, which is about, it basically plays like Terraria, but your objective is to create soup and blast off in rockets, get money, build robots that carry the soup around, make more soup. And it's nowhere near as feature complete as Terraria, but it's got that super cute Pixel Junk look and it's the best game I've played that's like, a, you know, sort of the MMO style, like, hey, you want a simulation of a real job? Because the objective of this game is to build a facility and robots to man it such that you have to do as little work as possible. Uh, but in that way, as games like that often are, it is remarkably satisfying to sort of plot that stuff out and be like, hey, I really offloaded the work of this game onto the robots, and this makes me feel like I have control over the winding maelstrom of actual life. Because at least I can control this microcosm of collecting tomatis, which are sentient tomatoes that attack you, and then you kill them, and then put them in a soup-making machine, and send the soup off, and then you can buy a shotgun to fight off the robot invaders that are going to try and take your soup factory over. Um, but it has co-op, so that's why I like it. Pixel Junk games are always super cute and have good music. The only kind of soup you can make is tomato soup? No, there's like five million ingredients. Uh, there are these things called bison, bisonettes or something, and they're just really long hot dogs that can attack you. <laughs> <laughs> and there's mushrooms and stuff like that. I don't know. It's all random. There's like 500 soups you can make. None of them matter. Um, okay, so, uh, so Final Fantasy XIV... Uh, anything else? Yeah, that's all I got. I mean, I don't... Truthfully, I, I haven't played a whole lot of video games recently, aside from, like, I hit I hit up, like, an hour of The Witcher every other night. I don't know. I've just been keeping myself busy with other things, like trying to find an apartment. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that's tough where you live. Yeah, it's pretty miserable. Uh, less than $2,000 is not looking realistic. Oh, man. Mm. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, Especially yeah. when you're like, hey, maybe we want to have a baby, so we need, like, an extra room so we don't have to live, like, in the Middle Ages. Well, I mean... Have you considered gonna... a small metropolitan neighborhood called Philadelphia? <laughs> neighborhood? City. Well, that's. I was just going to say, you're not going to try to raise a kid there. Hey, if Aaron Finnegan can do it, then I can do it. Oh, all right, then. Oh, you have to get married in space, though. Oh, uh, well, I guess that, that ship has sailed. That spaceship has blasted off, so to speak. <laughs> the rocket ship to domesticity. Um, okay, I played a bunch of stuff. I played a little game that you guys might have heard of. I don't know. It's called Grand Theft Auto V. Have you guys heard of this? Anyway, it's uh, came out on PC, and I uh, didn't really play it on PlayStation 3 when it came out. I bought it, played like 30 minutes of it, and said, yeah, whatever, and then didn't play it. Then it was coming out on PC, and I just like beefed up my PC. Like I just upgraded it. And I'm like, man, I got to put this thing through the paces. So I bought Grand Theft Auto V, and I actually finished it. 
It is the first one of those games I've ever finished, and I loved it from start to finish. I thought it was great. So I don't know what's different, me now, me when it came out. I have no idea, but I really liked it. I was shocked at how much I liked it. I played the fuck out of that game. Um, and it's great on PC. Like, it's so beautiful. Like, I, I, you know, taking screenshots and stuff. And it's like, you know, since I live here, it's like, hey, look, it's just like driving down the five past downtown. You know, th- that kind of stuff. It's fun. And it looks so good on the PC. Um, it's just like driving down the five. Let's blow something up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, don't know, I was going to say, uh, us Philly natives are still waiting for our time. Yeah, you'll get your... Uh, <laughs> You'll get your Grand Theft Auto. Wasn't it like Prototype 2 in Philadelphia or something yeah, like that? I think so. <laughs> something like that. Someday you will get a lovingly recreated version of your own city that you can, you know, blow up cop cars in. With a euphemistic oh, man. name Here's or all something. the trending the wow. cheesesteak places oh, I would yeah. never direct tours to in a million years. Yeah. When do we get Grand Theft Auto like in some mundane Midwestern town? Because, I mean, you could, you could wreak some really, <laughs> really fun shit in, like, Grand Theft Auto Omaha. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at this point, wouldn't that just be, like, strip malls and churches? And that's kind of it. Cornfields. No, he's got a lot of There's plenty of meth. Fields. meth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so much meth. Uh, yeah, no, it is a very exacting recreation. It, to the point where I wonder, like, yes, I understand it took hundreds of people and hundreds of millions of dollars to make that, but... It's just Los Angeles, like down to the street layout and the buildings and everything. They just kind of changed the signs. So, you know, you kind of wonder about that. It's like, can Los Angeles sue for copyright infringement? Because it's the exact fucking city. No, um, I'm not up on my uh, Grand Theft Auto lore, but did they actually call it Los Angeles? Or is no, it like Liberty City? Where it's they... uh, Los Santos. Yeah. Oh, okay. In the county of <laughs> San Andreas. They're very so what subtle. do they call Philadelphia in Grand Theft Auto? Dickadelphia or some. <laughs> I don't think we've got that. Okay, aside from Grand Theft Auto, um, I've been playing a lot of Crypt of the Necrodancer, uh, which I didn't think I was going to like as much as I do, but I'm slogging through that. That game's kind of tough, but um, I'm kind of getting through it zone by zone and working my way through that game. It's uh, For people who don't know what it is, it's a rhythm-based roguelike, so you have to move to the beat. And you kill the monsters, and it's it's difficult, but I've been slowly getting better at it, and it's not, like, impossible to be good at that game, so I've been getting better and better, and yeah, that that's a great, like, sit down and play it for, like, 20 minutes, go for a few runs, and then shut it off kind of a game. I, I really like it a lot. Um, I don't know if anybody else has played that. That one shows I mean, I keep looking at it because I really do like those sorts of roguelikes, but I, I don't have the confidence to, like focus for even the short amount of time it requires to stay on beat oh uh, you know i was i was a little concerned about that myself but it eventually it snapped like it, it came together for me i mean it definitely sounds like an awesome idea yeah. i just feel like I, i'll get some sort of like analysis paralysis of like needing to keep on the beat and then also sort of make minor tactical decisions just sounds like horrifying to me i mean i would strongly recommend you give it a shot it's i think it's in the steam sale for right now for like 10 bucks maybe yeah, i was gonna say is it even 10 yeah it was down to like well no the lowest i think it's gone is 10 um but i think it's worth it. you can put your own custom music in there too so like you know dave you can upload all of your owl city albums and you know move around <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It would be Mad Machine on loop. Just name it the MP3 different things that trick the game. 
Um, okay. Uh, briefly, I did want to mention Westerado. Um, it hasn't gotten a lot of press, but it's a, an adult swim game that's basically Legend of Zelda, open world kind of a thing. But it's a, a western, and you can shoot anyone uh, you want to, but you're sort of finding the people who burned down your your uh, your family homestead. Um, it's really clever and fun and cool, and uh, it's pretty cheap, I think, on Steam, so definitely worth your time. I mean, um, that game looks awesome, and it, it's, like, sort of randomly generated who killed your family, right? Yeah, it's different every time, and there's a bunch of stuff to do in it. Like, it's uh, it's a cool game. I, I, I It's very, very clever. You can play a version of it that I think was Flash or something um, on the Adult Swim site, and then the, the Steam version is a much more expanded, like, nicer version of it, so... Definitely worth checking out. But yeah, the other thing was The Witcher, which I agree with you, Dave. Like, I think it's the best open-world RPG I've ever played, like, hands down. Like, I, I played through Dragon Age. Playing The Witcher is like, oh, this is what those games could be like. Yeah, like, I could hate be throwing like Dragon Age under the bus, but, like, a lot of that game was... I was just at a point in my life where it's like, I need three to four hours a night where I can just not think about anything and, like, pick up shards. Right. But I look at, back at that time with such regret. <laughs> like, I could have been re- I could have read so many books. I could have done crystal meth. And maybe I would have felt better about that. Well, you know, the thing is, like, I don't regret playing Dragon Age because I liked, for what it was, I liked the character interaction. I liked my character. I came to care about the other characters in the game. The story was kind of whatever, but I liked the character interaction, which I guess is what you play those games for now. But the quest structure and everything, like I didn't, it didn't feel like anything I did was meaningful, yeah, or fun or anything until you know I just I was just kind of blown through the story missions. The Witcher, like every little thing, feels like it matters and it's fun and interesting. And yeah, it's just it's a different experience than playing like the Elder Scrolls because you feel like <laughs> yeah, no even shit. when you're like helping some little some little villager. Uh, out there and you kill some ghouls that were harassing them, you feel like they actually give a shit about it. Yeah. Like, versus the sort of Skyrim, like, here, we have infinite quests, but they're all, like, collect this thing from the top of a mountain for 500 gold. Yeah. Like, I just did a... Like, the the story mission I just did required me to put on and perform a play. And mm, it was... Yeah. It was good. Like, that was really good. Like, I was was not expecting anything like that to be in the game. It was well executed. It was fun. It was funny. Like, it just mixes it up constantly, and I, I'm captivated by that game. They did an amazing job. Like, that is now everything else has to aspire to it, which is why, after playing so much of that game, when they announced Fallout 4, I was like, yeah, sure. But it's not going to be like The Witcher. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my my wife knows how much I love Fallout New Vegas. So when they were like, she was like, "They're announcing Fallout Four. Aren't you excited?" And I was like, "Not, not excited." But <laughs> yeah. I know it won't be Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> it's not that I'm not going to buy that game because yeah, I exactly. will buy that game. But uh, you know, Bethesda man, after after seeing what's possible, like, oh, you actually can put the time into writing a fucking game. Yeah, like like, and I don't think I mean the Witcher is by no means unimpeachable, but like at least they seem to actually try. And I do think there's sort of like an interesting like Geralt being like this largely emotionless badass because he's got these like mutations that like make him super strong, but also divest him of his feelings. So his sole feeling is sort of like insouciance, (laughs) like he's always just very wry. (laughs) Yeah, so like. 
he's sort of observing the like cavortions of like his his bard friend and his like drunken dwarf and just always being like a little holier than thou about it. So, Dave, did you do the love confession? I don't I don't know. Maybe okay. <laughs> I did. And it was really awkward, but it was at least true to the character. Like, you can tell a woman in that game, I love you. And, like, oh, it enters weird. you into a, a committed relationship with her. Uh, and the I women in the game, I think, are pretty well written, too. So that's good. I tried the game it a little. I was like, I'll just see if I'll, I'll just tell her, no, don't go. But frankly, I think she's, she's a little too, like, a much of a hanger-on for me. I've never really liked her that much. <laughs> oh, okay. You rejected her. Well, I just wanted to see what would happen, so. <laughs> I mean, I just got to the point in the game where you're, like, actually hanging out with um, Jennifer again. Okay. Yeah, right. After suffering for about a week, the game would just crash to the desktop whenever I tried to go to, like, the third area. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I just got to the point where I'm hanging out with her, and I, I like her a little better. I feel like I don't know, having played all the Witcher games, like, Chris is, like, a little too goody-goody for that universe. I guess. I, I didn't intend for this to be an argument about which lady from The Witcher is the best. <laughs> you can shoot fire out of your hand in this dating sim, right? Yeah. Which you, you get can, to have yes. sex with the succubus. And she's, like, a hardcore old-school kind with go-tos. <laughs> yeah, right. Best uh, wife. The Witcher is more about. <laughs> well, no, about girlfriends. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm really in love with that game. I've been kind of savoring it. Yeah. I also haven't had as much time to play it, so it's been kind of fits and sp- fits and starts. But I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna try and get a weekend. Maybe this weekend I'm just gonna like dump hours into it before Armageddon, which is July for me. Like I will not have <laughs> any time for anything in July. But maybe I'll just try and get through it uh, in the coming week. Uh, but. So that's it for me. Let's get to E3, because this week was E3, and as, yes. as always, uh, we go through these in order of press conference, and I, I've got, like, a bullet point list here, but what I kind of want to do is have people, you know, I'll go person by person, and you can you can mention what you were, if you were excited about anything, if you wanted to comment on anything, we'll sort of go down the list. So on Sunday night, there was a Bethesda press conference... That was mostly about a bunch of bullshit and then Fallout 4. Um, yep. And they're also making, like, an Elder Scrolls Hearthstone, but who cares? Uh, <laughs> so that was Fallout. I'm curious, did anyone else, like, like I saw the launch trailer and I was like, that looks like shit. That looks like a <laughs> PS3 game. And then they showed some stuff at the press conference and I was like, okay, it looks like an upgraded <laughs> PS3 game. Like, it looks a little bit better. That Bethesda engine is, like, ancient by this point, <laughs> and I guess they're running on an upgraded version of it still. It's like, guys, can uh, can you just redo this thing from the ground up or get Unreal or something? Because um, this is getting a little long in the tooth here. Yeah. Well, it's like low-poly dog comes running up. It's like, <laughs> man... <laughs> <laughs> Those phases in Fallout 4, oh my god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uncanny they, Valley as fuck. They look like the guild navigators from Dune almost, the way they move their mouths, <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> yeah. That's what we're heading for. They're going to make another Dune game. We'll just oh, I would that. buy that in a minute. Yeah, yeah when, like the vault sale Wait, is it coming out? Can I give door? you money to get it? <laughs> uh, when the vault salesman comes to the door, and it's like, you get your taste of that lip syncing you're like guys 
You've learned nothing. <laughs> well, the best part is the dude's hat. I could not get over how bad the the vault salesman hat looked. It was terrible. Like it was an awful hat. I was like, what are you guys doing? It's a hat. It's not even like trace effects hair stuff. It's just a hat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of shocked. I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be like a rollout of like next-gen Bethesda. And no, it doesn't It doesn't look like next-gen Bethesda. I mean, again, I will still buy and play that game, but I think I would have been a lot more excited for it had it come out like three years ago. Yeah, well, everybody except me was like super excited during the press conference. Me, I was still like, uh, yeah, those Nintendo World Championships were pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> That was great. The Nintendo World Championships were uh, were fun to watch. They were lame as hell, but we sort of expected that. Uh, but the Mario Maker stuff was awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty yeah. impressive to watch. It, it was uh, great to watch, and then everybody's like, yeah, I'm so sold on Mario Maker. And then they're just like, wait, the, it's not a download anymore? It's 60 bucks? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, but did you see the package? It comes with, like, a book? I'm going to yeah. buy that thing. <laughs> <laughs> like a tome? Yeah. Because summon Lucky too. I mean, I'm kind of hoping, because during the, the commercial for it, they showed them, they were showing, like, the original design documents for Super Mario Brothers, and I would like to look at those, like, in greater yes. detail. If those are included in the in this book, you know, yeah, that'd be awesome. Wow. Is it like a Popeye artwork, but it's crossed out and Mario's put in there instead or something? Yeah, or? right. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I, I, I'm excited about that. I mean, I, w- the only thing I'm going to do with it is what everyone would, does with, like, Little Big Planet. You don't make levels. You just put it in, and you hit, give me a user-created one, and you see what dumb shit other people have come up with. <laughs> right. Well, at least the physics won't be absolute fucking garbage like Little Big Planet. Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, Little Big Planet is maybe best left uh, off the discussion table. But, um, yep. yeah, no, it looks it looks really cool. Although, i got to tell you... Uh, the, uh, the, the, the for the Nintendo World Championships, like the commentators that they had were kind of yeah. Ooh, there was uh, oh oh there was a war dead. in my Twitter timeline over Mini Wheat. Well, the kid didn't bother me. I was like, oh, finally they have a kid. Like that game, like Splatoon is a children's game. That's for kids. I'm not putting it down. <clears throat> I'm so not putting it. That's you. not an. It is not an insult to say that Splatoon... says the worst player on his team every time, clearly. <laughs> I'm just saying you can't deny that that is, that is a children's game. Like, it doesn't mean it's only for children, but that is who it's for. So having a kid, I think, is a good idea. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going to take so much shit for saying that. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, the squid contention is going to eat you alive. Yeah, right. Yes. Um, but... Uh, yeah, no, that, that it was it was a it was a fun time, and and the thing is, I, I was kind of hoping that they had something that they hadn't told us about. Oh, like, they had uh, the game that they would later reveal to much consternation be a new Metroid Prime <laughs> thing. Oh. Yeah, but maybe we should talk yes. about that in a bit. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little later. Um, but that that did happen before the Bethesda press conference. But uh, so I, I mean, I'm just curious: does anybody have unmuted excitement for Fallout? Is anyone like, "Yep, day fucking one, I'm gonna be there, can't wait"? Yeah, I'm a weeb, so no. No. I mean, I, I really like. I've always really liked Fallout, and I sort of nominally tolerated Fallout Three because I was like, "Well, it's." I think that might have been like the first open world game I actually played to completion. Really? Uh, so I, I am 
in a way excited for it, but in another way, I'm like, well, Obsidian's not making it, so it has like no connection, as tenuous as it might be, to the people who made the original Fallout games. And like, New Vegas was just a much better written and realized world than Fallout 3, and so I just know it's going to be a super downer going back to the people who made Fallout 3, presumably. I don't know. It's been almost 10 years. Maybe the whole, the turnover has like completely work those developers out of the rotation. It's a completely new staff anyway, but I'm just trying to keep my expectations managed because, like, I just know it's kind of... It's probably going to be a lot of, like, gobbledygook that doesn't mean anything. No, no, here's what's going to happen. Here's a vision of the future. You're going to have a quest log. It's going to have 15 quests in it. All of them are variations on kill the rats in the sewers or kill the zombies in the subway tunnels. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of <laughs> what I mean. It's just, like... Do a bunch of junk. You don't care how good it is, just do it. It exists. <laughs> like, that's sort of the philosophy behind all open-world games, and I feel like uh, Bethesda is, is largely to blame for that. Yeah, yeah probably. I'd, I think that's more of an MMO thing, to be honest. Well, there, there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely, like, a shared ancestor there. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, what, even in The Witcher, like, when I look at the quest, the map, uh, it's probably mostly Assassin's Creed, frankly. Like, when you look at a map and there's a bunch of icons and they're all basically meaningless, it's like, do you want marginal stat upgrades? Because we got them. <laughs> like, and I just feel like with every passing year, open world games become worse because of that. And so, uh, but I can say with uh, unreserved enthusiasm that they showed off a teaser trailer for Dishonored 2 and it yes. brought my hype to all time highs, <laughs> even though I try to keep my heart close to my close on these things and like don't watch teaser trailers as a rule because I try not to get about it excited about things that are going to come out in two years the first Dishonored is really really good yes I feel like I should try to play that again I, I didn't get I think I made like I think I played it for like 25 minutes and said I am terrible at this on Dishonored like- it's also like one of the probably less than 10 games that have good DLC <laughs> Yeah, really. Okay. <laughs> uh, but like, it's it's one of the it, it it's one of the first stealth games you should play if you have sort of any interest in that. It's I don't know. It's it's like a lot a much more friendly, I guess I would call it like even like a kind of a real prick of a game with like how like sort of very nuanced and metered your behaviors have to be. And Dishonored is is almost generous to a fault of being like if you want, you just use a gun. <laughs> like just go in there and shoot everybody. I don't care. Stab them all. There's a counterattack system. Or be a rad dude who sneaks up behind everybody and just gives them a little bonk on the head. Uh, and everything in their universe is powered by whale oil. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So I yeah, that's that's basically yeah, I, do I feel like I should like fall out more than I actually do. I mean Same. it's good. Because I really like post-apocalyptic stuff, but all too often in the games, what you get is just like the most basic layer of cliches about that. I mean, this time around, they've got more robots. I mean, you wake up and you see, what is it, Cogsworth or whatever his name is, walking around the neighborhood like nothing happened. And it's just, yeah, this is, if this was happening in a novel, I would probably stop reading it, but... Yeah, I mean, but that's just that robot. Like, that's the Mr. Handy that's been in there since, like, the first 
Fallout game. They're just like they just use these like building blocks that <laughs> the original two games have seeded for them, and like I gotta say, they just don't add a whole lot to the conversation except just sort of like stuff to do, which is like always good enough to keep doing it, but never enough to really make you think too hard about it once the doing is done. Dave, it's, like it's the a- Jetsons after the apocalypse, you know, you got, uh, what, what was his name, the robot maid walking around with her eye hanging out. So. You're missing an important thing, Dave, and I don't want you to downplay that it is a biting satire of the failed dream of the 1950s. Yeah. And let me tell you, that never gets old. For the 50s. <laughs> I never get tired of an ironic, smiling, happy face, 1950s style ad in a post-apocalyptic setting. Listen, in 1997, <laughs> those Pip-Boy drawings were off the chain. <laughs> like, you couldn't even comprehend it. You were 15. <laughs> you were ready to go. Speaking of which, Doom exists. Oh, God. That bad. Oh, that upset me. <laughs> Doom ups- that upset me. I love how they were like... I mean, I feel like uh, Daryl Surratt's tweets on the matter summed it up very effectively where he was basically just like, Elder Scrolls run speed, killing one enemy at a time. Like, and it especially cast into light how the dude presenting it was like, we know gamers who play Doom want to go fast. Yeah. And then you see this guy sort of like lumbering down the hall, <laughs> and, like punching one demon made out of like meat. The clips of Doom seemed like what you would see when someone in a movie is playing a video game. Like, that's what's on the TV. And it's supposed to be like this dumb bullshit that you dismiss. You're like, oh, what an idiot. He plays video (laughs) games. Like, that's what it seemed like. Like, watching that footage, I was like, am I in? Like, is there a camera on me? It's like, oh, here he is watching E3 footage. (laughs) And it's fucking that Doom, that Doom clip. (laughs) <laughs> it's it, uh, yeah I don't know man yeah, I, just don't know why they, I don't know why they keep remaking Doom games like have they really been that popular is this is it just is the name that powerful that people keep going back to it the last couple eh, Doom games have been well, like super I mean, mediocre and boring so well. no, they made a movie out of it <laughs> they oh, sure God. did <laughs> been a Doom game in a while like <laughs> Doom 3 was mediocre and boring and I think came out more than a decade ago like, that Gosh, came out on Xbox One. Or, well, like, the, the original, original Xbox. Xbox yes. <laughs> the original X- yeah. the Xbox before the Xbox 360 before the Xbox One. Yeah. The thing is, like, it's brand recognition. They have a brand. They're not just going to sit on it. Like, they'll keep trying until one of them hits again. But they, they're guaranteed, like, a certain number of sales based on the name alone, I'm sure. And it's, you know, the, the video game industry is not that different from the movie industry. Like, in yeah. terms of marketing and patterns and content and stuff like that. So there will be there's Doom a, games until we're all dead, I'm sure. And there's, I mean, there's a deep well of that coming later in these press releases. of Like, that exact impulse, like, on an even grander scale. Than, like than, I said, hold your yeah. horses, we'll get hey, to Shenmue. Hey, I was literally holding my horses. <laughs> I nothing. I don't think there's a game sort of more emblematic than Doom of, like, why I don't like polygons in 3D games. Like, I I really liked Doom when I was a kid, and I loved the Keiko Demons and the Pinky Demons and the Barons of Hell, and all that stuff was awesome, and all the sprites, like, the Keiko Demons were so fat and cute. And now, like, when you let people draw that shit in 3D, it just gets too real for me. 
And this has like always been my problem with like Gears of War and all that crap. Is there like it's just some dude being like, it's so extreme. You explode him into a million pieces. And I'm like, no, when that guy dies, I want him to his body to just be a sprite that there's only one of it. So no matter where I'm standing in the room, I just see his feet and his like exploded bloody stomach, but it's only like 16 pixels, so I don't get grossed out by it. <laughs> and that lets me really like sink into like the, the mechanical finger motions of the moment. And I don't have to think about how all these games are made by people who like never aged past their dark adolescence. Is it pronounced Keiko Demon? I don't know. Cacao Demon. <laughs> cacao. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be amazing if it was Cacao? <laughs> Carob Demon. <laughs> Okay, the dark right. chocolatey demon. Mo- moving on, the next day uh, began the uh, I would say similarly kind of uninteresting Microsoft press conference. Uh, I, I assume everybody here is stoked for Cuphead. I just assume we yes. can get that out of the way, right? Oh, I played that. That that game is a thing of beauty. So it's just a boss rush. It's a boss rush thing, right? It's it's Alien Soldier with thirty uh, style graphics. It's a boss rush, and it's a really good boss rush. And like you've got the mechanics from Alien Soldier and Contra, and it feels really good, and it's real friggin' hard, and I love it. Cool. Yeah, I uh, I was I mean. I mean, I assume in person it moves and everything, and it like the movement doesn't give away the fact that it's a video game, right? Like, does it look like a Fleischer cartoon with the film effects and everything the whole way through? Yes. Okay. The only thing that looks a little weird is you've got those Contra style, you know, flippy jumps. Okay. All right, but but it doesn't look like the character is like cut out and pasted into the scene, right? No. Okay. Cool. Because that was that's, that that would kind of kill it. If it's like obviously digital effect happening in something that's supposed to look like an eight millimeter film of a Max Fleischer cartoon, that would kind of put me off. But it sounds effective, so that's cool. Yeah, game is pretty great. Awesome. Um, let's see. They also announced backwards compatibility, so you can all play High School Musical three senior year on your Xbox One now. I know you're excited, <laughs> but not Otogi. Yeah. Who cares about anything else? So it's never going to happen. No I hope it's buggy, like really buggy, like Xbox emulation was on Xbox 360. So, like, you can play Sonic 06 and it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's not possible, Heidi. Let's not say crazy things. Oh, oh, I don't know. I mean, Sonic 06 is pretty broken, but you can think of so many great ways you could break it. Like, sure. There's this amazing Wikipedia list of all of the problems with Xbox games on the 360, and some of those entries are just fucking hilarious. Read the one for Catwoman. <laughs> I will. All right. Um, the only other thing they announced that I thought was of any particular interest was that like hundred and fifty dollar Pro controller. Which... Oh, I got. I did get a chance to uh, test that out. It's pretty neat. Is it? I mean, does it feel like I'm going to spend one hundred and fifty dollars on this? That's a half um, the cost of it, the game system. Yeah. Well, still what they told me was that it's made for you know real serious gamers, talk. the guys who go through like a controller a month esports pros and people like that so they made something a lot more resilient um all the controller you know all the things you can slot in are magnetic so you don't have any notches or anything like that they just kind of plop right in and feels really nice it feels super sturdy like it feels like a 150 fifty dollar controller okay all right it's well. nice it's nice and it's pretty neat um i'd argue that 
Um, I'm interested in Recore because, you know, that intro movie was was pretty cute. And Keiji Inafune is, is, uh, is an interesting person. I like that he's branching out and doing cool stuff. We'll see if this is another Yaiba. I hope not. Mm. <laughs> it's also Retro Studios X people doing it, right? The Yes. Mm. To clarify, this is the game where you have, like, robots and you power them with, like, little cores, right? And Yeah. Yeah. They only showed a CG trailer. It looks intriguing, but I'm going to... Yeah, that's the thing about the Microsoft conference. It was, I'd say, really heavily biased towards CG trailers. They did not show much actual gameplay. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of an E3 thing, though. I mean, uh, the other thing I thought was really cool is uh, Beyond Eyes, which is uh, the game about the blind girl who's looking for her cat. And just the way they kind of portray sensing things through sound and uh, like sound and feel in an inherently visual medium is really interesting and creative. And uh, I really liked what I played of that game. I'm sure once it comes out, it'll be... Uh, contentious because it's a walking simulator or some dumb crap like that but it's really pretty and it's it's just such an interesting concept i'm i'm really enchanted by it that one's fairly far along right yeah should be out this summer actually okay all right all right, moving on. Uh, the only thing at Electronic Arts that had any held any interest for me was they showed about ten seconds of another Mass Effect, which Yay. you know I'll play another Mass Effect. This time yes, they showed them, they they brought they're bringing back the Mako tank, so make of that what you will. I guess I was probably unreasonably excited about the announcement of the next Mass Effect game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, because I, I hadn't like heard any even whispers of that, and so when it was announced, it was a complete surprise, and I was delighted because I love Mass Effect. Well, they said last year we're making this. It's like okay, and then now we have a title and a and yeah. some CG, and that's it. I think they said like next Christmas, right? Like twenty sixteen. Yeah. 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 It was a ways, a ways, a ways off. Yeah. So. I can look forward to, you know, romancing my crew members next, uh, you know, two years from now, or a year and a half from now, or whatever. Flagrant um, misuse of power. Yeah. On the track. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's just like the real Navy. There was, well, there was nothing else in like everything else in Electronic Arts. I was falling asleep. Heidi, do you recall anything else? I missed most of the Electronic Arts because I was working on some stuff, but I know a lot of people are excited for Battlefront, and I say, good on them. Oh, yeah, Star Wars was everywhere. Yeah. Can we not? I mean, does anyone give a shit? Do we have to talk about Star Wars Battlefront? No, no but I guess people, you know, if you like it, good for you. You okay. got a new Battlefront. Yeah, good for them. It kind of amused me how they basically had this, you know, the whole Call of Duty thing with the battle on Hoth or whatever. And it actually looked kind of fun, like an actual Star Wars movie. And then at the end, they basically have Darth Vader walking out so you can and fight him, I guess. Which Yeah, and Luke Skywalker not even wearing a jacket. <laughs> that just, you know, it, it's, it's reminded me of uh, the Star Wars fighting game from the PlayStation where they were just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just Masters of Terrace Kazi all over again, right? <laughs> yes. You start to wonder, did he have to go into the Tauntaun or did he want to go into the Tauntaun? <laughs> yeah, it raises some new questions. I don't know. I'm. I'm. A, I, I like. You're right. It did look fun. Like that game did look fun, but yeah. I could not help but bust out laughing the minute they're like, 
and we're going to show you an exclusive new level on the, and I'm like, Ice Planet Hoth. Ice Planet Hoth. And <laughs> just, fuck. What is it about that? Is it just because Empire Strikes Back starts there that we all have such fond memories of Hoth? It's well, just, that was where they did the uh, Disney Infinity demo as well, which I also saw. Yeah, I, I think it's just because like video games have been able to render that for a long time because it's mostly just white, and you can yeah. fly your little B-wing around the uh, whatever that thing is. You can fly it around the legs, and you know the Adats. Yeah, yeah, Zach. The Adats. No, I I know the Adat, <laughs> but I didn't wasn't sure. Splatoon the is a kids game. He doesn't even know what the tech in Star Wars is called. Exactly. Listen, I'm just happy I knew what a Tauntaun was. The exact. <laughs> Crap. I haven't even seen all those movies. Is it an A wing? Is it an A wing that he uses? I don't fucking know. God damn it. Okay. Um. Anyway, fucking Hoth level. Uh. That that was kind of it. Um. And I'm I was planning on I I had to go do something at the bank during the Ubisoft press conference, so uh, I didn't see any of it. Probably for the best. What's that? Go ahead. Yeah, probably for the best. I mean, they showed a new South Park game. I got about halfway through the last one and gave up. It was fine, but I just didn't feel the need to keep playing it, so I'm not going to play whatever that new one is. Uh, yeah, it was an okay game. Like, it was fine. I just don't care anymore, I guess. Yeah, it's a lot of Tom Clancy, Tom Clancy, Tom Clancy, uh, Just Dance. Um, Tom Clancy's Just Dance? Tom Clancy's Just from Dance. A- yeah. <laughs> Tom Clancy's Just Dance. I'll buy it. Harrison Ford holds a gun and you just dance. <laughs> hey, Hatsune Miku's in Just Dance now. N- no, it's it's like it's like a Hatsune Miku game, except instead of Miku, it's Tom Clancy. <laughs> so he's teaching you to go. It's literally him like doing the arm motions and everything. Yeah, yeah. Sitting yeah. on the edge of his boat with his hat. <laughs> it's his reanimated corpse with an Iowa State hat. You know, just yeah, uh... died. Well, now we're getting grim. Long ago. <laughs> Too soon, Heidi. Too soon. Um, oh, God. All right. Tom Clancy's too soon coming from Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So we're going to. Okay. So now we have to move on to the Sony press conference, which was dreams come true for anyone who was a teenager and a nerd in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, Joe White. <laughs> hey, what? I feel like that would capture everybody talking on the call right now, but also <laughs> yeah. especially me. Yeah. Yes. So they started with The Last Guardian, which uh, there was some commentary on this. This is the new game. The new game. It's not really a new game, is it? Um, <laughs> the next game. This is the next game from the guys who made Eco and Shadow of the Colossus. And uh, it was supposed to come out on PS3 like seven years ago. And now it's coming out next year, I guess, for PS4. And I guess the reason, because it did kind of look like a PS3 game, but you could tell why they couldn't get it running on a PS3. Because the physics for, like, the feathers and stuff on the little puppy dog dragon chicken guy and the cloth on the little dude that's running around. Yeah, that seems like maybe too complicated for a PS3, but, I mean, Shadow of the Colossus ran, like, fucking garbage on the PS2. Mm-hmm. And they still released it, so I I don't know. I mean, what do you, who's excited well, for that? I don't no. want to sound like a Debbie Downer. And I, I love Ico, and I love Shadow of the Colossus. That's like one of my favorite games of all time. But I watched the stuff they were showing, and I was like, that looks a lot like those other games, what you guys made. Like, I just kind of was a little gobsmacked that it could have taken this long when it seems like it's not really a strong deviation from form. 
Yeah. So like the sort of mythic status around this game was a little bewildering because I don't really watch like trailers very much or anything. So I didn't have a concept in my head of what this game looked like. So when I saw it, I was like, really? That's what taking like eight years? <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I feel like The Last Guardian is like a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about in the Sony press conference where it's Ghostbusters 3. It's the thing everyone says they think they want, but in reality, they don't know this, but they don't really want it. Like, you don't really want what Ghostbusters 3 is going to be. So probably people, I think, maybe don't don't want what The Last Guardian actually is going to be, which might, like you said, might just be like a retread of Col- Shadow of the Colossus and, and Eco and not really have anything new in it. But who yeah, knows, I, you know? I'll be okay if it's just basically the two of them smooshed together in a with a gigantic griffin puppy following sure. where I want I mean, to go the, the, tra- the trailer where basically the kid jumps and the griffin like reaches out to grab him and it misses and it misses again and then you're like, oh, sh-, and then, uh, yeah. In that moment, I really realized that, yeah, I want The Last Guardian. Okay, yeah, me too. I, I definitely will play <laughs> it. But falls I, I'm, tail and then it's, it's like... Yeah, it's been so long, but still, uh, I think, yeah, I totally want that game. The others were, were so good. And even, you know, I- even if it is the same thing that they have produced in the past, that same thing is still sort of so unique in the broader universe of video games. Yeah. That uh-huh. I'll take that experience however I can get it. Yeah. Yeah, I think no, it's kind of made for the people who, in maybe in Shadow of the Colossus, the Colossus idea that you felt sorry for. Like, there's one where you, it's just money, its own business, and you just, I think it's, and you just walk up on it and scare it half to death with the, um, with the torch or something like that. And you're like, why can't I make friends with these? You know, why can't <laughs> I get to follow me around and be my pets? And that's kind of the fulfillment you get with the Last Guardian. So. so I want to go around really fast. Which one dies, the puppy or the boy? Uh, Todd, you first. Both. Todd, which, which one both, dies? Like I'm going to say both. You're going like to say, Todd says both. Dave, which one dies? Well, so I think Todd, like, so Todd, the, the puppy gets hit with a poison spear, so it's like lingering and watching the still corpse of the boy, and then it dies. You need to have some sort of, like, climactic sadness being expressed in, like, a mournful wail. Anyway, I think uh, the boy I hope they'll switch it up. The boy, you're, you're saying the boy dies. All right. Yeah. Heidi, which one do you think dies at the end of The Last Guardian? I think it's the character we haven't seen yet. Oh, okay then. All right. And then Joel? It's going to be crazy. You don't have any sympathy for the human in anything, but you definitely have sympathy for the animal who is sort of helplessly helping this human through the environment. That was okay. the method. And they're going to rip your heart out. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm hoping. That game is groundbreaking and neither of them die at the end of the game. I'm hoping for that. Because nowadays, like, the cliche is that 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 you look at that game and you go, okay, one of these guys is going to die at the end and it's going to be really touching. It's kind of like that yarn game. Like, that guy who came out with his yarn game with the little yarn man. Mm-hmm. Like, that yarn guy probably dies at the end of that game. <laughs> he's, he's leaving his guts. Did anybody else like <laughs> oh boy Yarn. I'm hoping for like the basically they just animate end up of mice and men and the kid just pops the dog in the back of the head tell me about the rabbits weird griffin dog thing <laughs> <laughs> well we'll see I don't know I'll definitely play it I, like I said I totally agree with you Joel I, just, I totally see where Dave's coming from too like 
I get it. Yeah. It, it... Look, I'm excited. I'm just saying this game couldn't have been out like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the best thing about this is if you Google The Last Guardian, the first picture that pops up is the PS3 cover. <laughs> wow. Okay, so who's excited for Horizon Robot Dinosaur Hunt? No, because I look at it and I see the robot dinosaurs and I say, remember the lesson that Dino Crisis 3 emblazoned upon your very flesh. <laughs> robot dinosaurs, is, it's too high a pinnacle for any man to reach. Also, I look at that concept trailer, whatever they call it, vertical slice, and I'm like, that is going to play like Shadow Mordor, and I hate those games. Okay. <laughs> I am cautiously looking forward to it just because everything about the trailer reminds me of the sort of science fiction books I would check out of the library just because of the cover. I mean, you have a robot mastodon and, you know, a suspiciously white tribeswoman aiming and notching an arrow at it. And if I saw that, I would basically be, okay, I'm getting this. I don't have to read the inside dust jacket. I'm, I don't even need Dean Koontz or Orson Scott card for the weekend. This is it. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Okay. I, I had terrible taste as a kid. So, <laughs> All right. everybody had terrible taste as a kid. Nobody read anything good as a kid unless their parents <laughs> gave it to them. Give us bumps, and yeah. Are you telling me sideways stories from Wayside High School was not a masterpiece? That's the sole exception, Zach. That's <laughs> okay. the only one that was perfect in every way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, I don't know. I just feel like there's a hundred percent chance that that game either plays like a Shadow Mordor sort of like. Or I mean, it's either Shadow Mordor or like a Ninja Theory game, like um, Heavenly Sword or the other one they made. It's that was, yeah, where it's just like, hey, hit any button you want, and the game will basically play itself for you. Mm. And like, that's not what I want. I want like Monster Hunter, but not made for crazy people. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I thought they were going for. It was kind of like Western Monster Hunter, but you're probably right that it'll just I be just Shadow can't Mordor. Trust them. I want. I want to be wrong. Listen. There's this game called Lost Planet 2. Maybe you haven't heard of it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's terrible, but it's amazing. Uh, and you like, there's a part where there's a giant salamander boss and he can eat you. And then you ride around in his intestines and shoot him from the inside out. And then he poops you out while like your friends are in like robot suits, like flying around and shooting him from the outside and blowing up his weak spots. Uh, but oh. a lot of people don't like playing games like that because they have a lot of rough edges and games like, Enslaved don't have a lot of rough edges, but they also do, that also makes them these sort of like frictionless masses that you can't grit your teeth into, and that's kind They're of the problem zero I have. Personality. With, yeah, that's the kind of the problem I have with Shadow of Mordor. It's just like you can do whatever you want, you can be a badass in any way you want, and it's like yeah, so none of these things are appealing because they're all functionally feel like I'm not putting any effort or thought into the game. I'm just hitting buttons. I mean, I want to believe that the robot dinosaur hunting game will be good. Like, that's exactly up my alley. But so was Dino Crisis 3. So was Dino Crisis. Well, Dino Crisis 3 was for everybody, and it just, you know. It was in space. It had robot dinosaurs. (laughs) They were invisible. Some of them shot electricity. Okay, so... We have to get to the biggest news of the conference. They are remaking Final Fantasy VII with Tetsuya Nomura (laughs) at the director's helm. Look forward to it in ten years. The man who gave us Advent Children is now Mm. going to remake the entire game. So, uh, uh, well, the last thing he re- he did as far as games was Kingdom Hearts two in two thousand five. Yeah. 
right. So we're never going to get this, right? Like it's no. just never going to happen. Now, didn't they say it's already in development? They've already been through development and there was a rumor that they, they farmed it out to some other company. Level five? It, it, yeah, that was it. Did they confirm that? Uh, that no, not that it? I'm aware. Because that actually wouldn't be too bad because, I mean, level five did okay with Dragon Quest. So. Yeah, I, I mean, Dragon Quest nine super great. You know, I got a, I got a lot of feelings about the Final Fantasy VII remake, like all of us do, and I, you know, I was excited at first, and I'm still excited. I do want that. I I will buy it. I will play it all the way through it, and you know, depending on how bad it is, I don't know if it's going to be terrible or not. But you know, that is such a nostalgia button for everybody who was a, who was a cool teen in the '90s. Um, <laughs> Well, that you can just play the original. I can, and I did recently. Like, a couple of years ago, I played back through Final Fantasy VII on the PC so I could, like, speed it up and, like, cheat so I could just get through it. Um, and that game is really quirky and, and fun and weird and has a lot of campy shit in it. And the thing I'm concerned about... How are they about, going to do that, The though? thing is, that's what I'm concerned about, is that they're going to rough... They're going to sand off all the rough edges, and it's just going to be Advent Children. And i got to be honest, Advent Children fucking blows, and I don't want... <laughs> yep. I don't... <laughs> I don't want the whole fucking game to be like Advent can, Children because Advent Children is boring. They can smooth out whatever they want. You know, you know, new graphics, really high polygon count. Everything requires like max settings. Your shader won't even handle it. But when I get to Cosmo Canyon, the same <laughs> MIDI track better be playing. <laughs> Canyon. Yeah, I mean, you want all that weird shit to be in there, and I'm just, yeah. I'm concerned that it won't be. But I'll, I'm, you know what? I'll, I, I know what to expect, so I'm just gonna keep my expectations low and hope that it's good. That's, I guess, that's all I can hope for, right? Yeah, I guess. Well, <laughs> Heidi, you sound totally unconvinced. Out. As long as it's better than Dirge of Cerberus, I'll be okay. <laughs> It's I mean, just, I don't know, this for me, it's the same thing as with Doom. It's going to come on the PS4. Like, that won't, like, leak over in the next generation, given mm. Nomura's track record of starting and then be, being booted off projects for taking too long. Right. Yeah, the odds that we'll ever get it are low. But I'm just saying, in the hypothetical world where this game actually comes out and you can buy it and it's on a store shelf, and you can eventually name your child Sephiroth after being so touched <laughs> by the game... <laughs> A second generation of kids named Sephiroth. Yeah, That's exactly. what we um, Yeah, for, I mean, for me, it's the same thing as Doom. Like, the medium is a bulwark against, like, the self-seriousness of the ideas they're trying to get across. And I think this is why I like novels so much, because my imagination is such an active participant <laughs> in the art. And, like, as games become more complex and fully realized, your imagination is forced to sort of take a back seat. So now you have to realize that Cloud is, like, a gritty, hardcore badass when you're like, yo, dude, you, like, wore a dress to, like, win a beauty pageant to get into this, like, lascivious old lecher's place. Like, I mean, it really is, like, if they put voice acting in that game and recognizable face expressions feel like uh, i personally will have a very different response i feel like the interpretations i had as a 16 year old will be very different than what like tetsuya nomura's take on the, the thing is well the dumbest thing any of us can do is expect this to somehow recapture how we felt about the original when we were 17 like mm. that's not gonna happen i i'm not expecting that but if they do manage to make a game that feels relevant to like a new group of people and it, it, it 
you know, I don't know. Like, if it, if it reignites fucking Final Fantasy VII and, you know, you get, like, cosplayers at conventions and stuff again, like, yeah, man, all right, everything all this new again. Like, we can just relive it. <laughs> I just feel like that's weird. Like, I, have we ever stopped living Final Fantasy VII? I yes, feel like man. we haven't really ever made it that far from the the sort of <laughs> landmark that it is. I mean, for look, who like video games. I live and, and breathe. Point of order. That came out when I was like twelve, man. Well, <laughs> okay, but I, I live and breathe the world of anime fandom, right? Which is where Final Fantasy VII was its most popular. Uh-huh. And it, it's it's certainly faded. You're right in that it's never really gone away. Like nothing these days ever really fully goes away. But um, that game is so clunky, and like there there's something a very specific about it where I'm I'm fine if it comes back again in a big way, and that we're seeing mm-hmm. kids fucking excited about goddamn Sephiroth again. Like that's fine. With me. <laughs> that's hilarious, and I kind of want it to happen. Like I guess mostly I think it's funny if that makes sense. I'm kind I feel of like expecting I it'll be like um, uh, the Twin Snakes compared to Metal Gear Solid. Where maybe yeah, yeah, it'll be technically better, but in some ways that don't really do the same. Like they, they are the accents in the Twin Snakes, didn't they? Yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. It, it just wasn't they, quite they spoke like a regular human. Exactly, and then, uh, <laughs> instead of like a GI Joe character. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like I am still living it because like I got a cloud costume in Lightning Returns. I got one in Final Fantasy fourteen. Like they, they, they spare no effort to remind me that Final Fantasy seven exists. Yeah, because it's a license to print money. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's why all that stuff is in there. I don't know. I, I remain optimistic. I'm just fine with it being a thing again in a major way. I'm totally fine with that. Okay. Yeah. Shenmue. Uh. They announced <laughs> that basically they're doing the same kind of market research style Kickstarter that a lot of companies are doing now, which is Sony is paying for Shenmue 3 to be made. They're determining what I think the budget is for it by looking at the Kickstarter and seeing how many people are actually going to buy a Shenmue game. So I am um, curious. I'm not sure if that's going to be like super accurate because I think there are a lot of people contributing that you know, are there because they've been enchanted by this tale of this game will never be made unless you help. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I understand that. I'm saying the what's actually happening with that Kickstarter. Like they're not going to make Shenmue three for three million dollars or however much <laughs> money they have on the Kickstarter. That's nonsense. That's not even the marketing budget for that game. Like the the Kickstarter is just to determine interest. Like a lot of stuff. This is kind of. I feel like this is what Kickstarter. Like everyone knows now. Like that's what Kickstarter kind of is now. Like. They use it for market research. It's a proxy. Yeah. Huge companies use it to determine interest and whether or not they can make this little thing. Right? So that's what Shenmue is. It's not... The fans aren't bringing it back to life. Sony is. Sony's determining how much money they're going to spend on it. Yeah. If they did make it for just $2 million, I would actually be almost be more interested in it, you know, seeing what they could do for that much. Maybe they could make it on Saturn hardware or something like they... Originally tried to do it. With- the thing is, yeah, I mean, that's my question. Like, how are how is Sony going to get the legal rights to release this on the Dreamcast? I don't get it. <laughs> it's I don't like know. a homebrew. <laughs> you need a boot disc. <laughs> so, is anyone excited? Is anyone gonna? Is it, did anyone uh, contribute? If it comes one, out, is one of those things that you know you remember and you think you enjoyed it, and then you're you pl- try to play it again. You're like, no, I I was supposed to like it, so I said I liked it, but I don't really like it. 
I think the problem with Shenmue primarily right now is that a lot of games have done very similar things and surpassed everything that it was. So, like, if you look at, like, the Yakuza series, you know, even, like, Grand Theft Auto, like, they're all doing a similar kind of Shenmue. Not like Shenmue started it. I'm saying that these are all things that Shenmue kind of, it falls into those categories. And it just, it never really competed on the same level. That said, I will totally pay to finally get a chance to fight Landy. (laughs) You're assuming but, that that you know this is going to be the last one. Well, if they, if they don't chapters. let me fight Landy, <laughs> I'm going to fight somebody in real life. I will go to Japan. Well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I, I, it really feels like Shenmue is a meme more than it is like a legitimately like le- people legitimately loved it back then, and they're dying for a third one. It's just the that, fan base is some of the most annoying people you will ever meet. Sure. I mean, and, and right. And that seems like they're so loud that it seems like there's more behind this than there really is. Because like, so like I fucking imported Shenmue. I played it on I'm my sorry. Japanese Dreamcast, right? Like uh-huh. I was real excited. And then I opened up some castle figures, drove that forklift around, petted the kitten and then never fucking played it again. Did you play Space Area? You gotta at least? I did get the to kitten Space too, Zach. Yeah. If you just pet it, that's like Don't only half the game. Oh, that kid's fun dead. I did all of this stuff, and then I went back to Rage of the Guts, Rage, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, Sword of the, the Berserk game. Yeah. That game back then, it was, I had diehard weirdo Sega fans that were obsessed with it, but even they got their hands on it, and they're like, yeah, Shenmue, and then they put it in, they're like, yeah, Shenmue, like trying to force themselves to still really be into it. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the story of Shenmue. Like, I fucking imported it. I played the first one. I played part of this, a little bit of the second one. I don't really give a shit if they make a third one or not, but it seems like it's just this meme, and you have, like, super loud, hardcore fans who desperately want it just because they it told... Is. It's like they were told it was going to exist, so now it has to or they're never going to be happy. It is kind of weird that people are that invested in Shenmue, because I liked it plenty. I played both games... And I enjoyed them. But, like, you know, I wasn't totally... I, I do really want to fight Landy. If you offer me the opportunity, I will buy the game as long as I'm promised the opportunity to fight Landy. <laughs> but it's just, like, I'm not going to be heartbroken if it doesn't come out. But what Shenmue kind of gave me has come about, like, in terms of, like, mechanics and the way they tell the story and the open world town that you're running around in. All that stuff happens in other games, and I can just get that somewhere else. So it's not like, you know... I have to have Shenmue 3, but if it comes out, you know, I'm psyched for it. Well, so here's the thing, Joel. I have to contest your claim that Shenmue did not really start it, quote-unquote, because it came out in 1999, and Grand Theft Auto 3 came out in 2001. So there's probably not, like, a lot of antecedents for what Yeah, but just, I'm, just, I'm just saying it's drawing a line between them. It's It's like, yeah, Shenmue might have been the first, but to say that, like, you know, kind of intimate that uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 owes a bunch to Shenmue probably isn't accurate. It's, it's, it's yeah, certainly not a straight line. I think what interests me about Shenmue um, is that it's so wrapped up in, like, sort of mundanity, uh, and that's really fascinating for a video game. Like, when you're, you have, you have, you gotta be home by 11.30, and, like, you get your allowance every morning, and well, you I go mean, to the there, convenience store... There, there are so many, like, mundane bullshit simulator 2015s, and they're all really popular right now. It's yeah, like, but, why mean, do we need things, that? 
Well, those things, I mean, those are just sort of like, uh, yeah, sure, have, like run your thresher machine or something. Like what you were doing when you were playing Shenmue is having this like really intimate experience where you're in this really tiny sandbox of this town that's like only a few screens big. And you're running around and you're like talking to all these people who have like their own personalities. Like, and, and then you hear like the Elder Scrolls talk about like we have the radiant AI system and these people are like going to go on their routines, but none of them have anything interesting to say. Anyway, but like I bet you guys all remember the hot dog vendor from Senmu. <laughs> and like coming up and being like, hey, Rio! And like, I, I'm going to let my purchase of uh, Shenmue 3 be determined by what they put in the arcade. So if they put something really unique and interesting in the arcade. Yeah. I think it would be awesome if they put like a whole Streets of Rage game in there. Mm-hmm. Just like like wink wink Streets of Rage is in this game. Well, if Sony's back, um, backing it now, what if they'll put some Sony games in there, you know? Like yeah, from right. the 80s, if they have any. What if they put I, the submarine game from Final Fantasy VII in Shenmue Three? <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to play that one again. What was it called? Phoenix Peak? What was that thing called? The Mog thing? <laughs> the, like, I think it's the RTS. <laughs> oh, um... No, um, I don't remember, but uh, I think Crazy Motorcycle would be more apt. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the thing that kills me about this is that, and the reason that I'm so like, well, I think it's more of a meme, is that on my Twitter timeline, there were people who I know were maybe four or five years old when Shenmue came out. There's no way they had a Dreamcast. There's no way anyone bought them Shenmue. And there's no way they, like, magically got into it later because no one talked about Shenmue except diehard Shenmue fans who were crazy Sega nerds back in the 90s. So, like, to me, it's this isn't something that has, like, sustained. Kids don't fucking know what Shenmue is. So, like, yeah, I mean, it's just oh, weird. That's super weird to me. Like, it's a meme. Like, they were basically told, like, oh, they're Shenmue 3, like, man, you gotta want it. And they're like, yeah, because then, I don't know, like, it makes them feel like they're part of something, but there's no fucking it way. Is a, it's a nerd cred thing. If yeah. you're into Shenmue, it sort of gets you into a club. <laughs> yeah, that club. That no <laughs> one really know, wants to be in. to wrestle with that kid. Yeah. Hey, mister, you want to wrestle? That's right. That's what the end uh, is. Maybe later. Like T.S. Eliot. You're going to fight Landy. <laughs> then you're going to come back and wrestle that kid and know what it was to wrestle him for the very first time. Unless the kid <laughs> is Landy. Think about that. I mean, I'm making the head explode <laughs> hand motion. I mean, it is, it is incredibly cool that they're going to make that game and that it's going to come out and the, like, Twenty to 30,000 people that really care about it will get it, and that's great for them. I just see, like, looking at this now, it's really hard not to just kind of start taking it apart and being like, what is this? Why do people still want it? Like, that's tough for me. As someone who was directly involved with that fucking game back when it came out, like, I was part of that whole hype machine. So. Well, I feel like a lot of that enthusiasm directly transferred onto Deadly Premonition, which is, like, the only equivalent in this modern gaming era and i feel like there's probably a lot of like shared fan base there um and they're just i don't know i can't think of a lot of games that sort of give you that that really like seats you in a place like that game did like that and the witcher are the two games where i feel like i really under know i understand what it's like to be rio like wearing those that jacket and that jeans Feeding that cat and asking about the black car on the day of the incident. Like, I get what that guy out. Dude, that's also, it's like, how 80s was Shenmue? Yeah. 
<laughs> Extremely. Down, right down to the to the like caramel leather jacket and like shot of like a shipping port. What do they even call the stone? Are those stonewashed jeans that he's wearing? I don't actually know the term. That's how arcane it is to me. Acid wash. They're acid wash. Yeah. That's something yeah. else. He's got like the white high top sneakers. Oh goodness! <laughs> I want Shenmue three. I want Shenmue three to have an exactly recreated circa nineteen eighty eight mall in it. Then it'll be great. Like that'll be amazing. <laughs> and you just okay. walk into that mall and you punch Landy. Fucking go to the Sun Coast and get in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> or probably more accurately, sort items on the shelves. Yeah, yeah. There's a gas machine outside the Sam Goody. Um, okay, so uh, the next day, unless there was anything else from Sony, that I mean, those were the big weeb offerings, right? So, yeah, pretty much um, yeah. some media stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Notable for what they didn't have in some cases. Um, now, Heidi, you're still there at E3, right? Can you just go and look around one more time, make sure that they don't have like uh, breakfast Show floor is is closed actually, and in fact, I am being kicked out of the press room, so I might be going outside here in a second. Okay, so there's no gravity rush to like hanging around behind a <laughs> behind a pylon or something, or no, no, uh, I did not see any hired cat cosplayers. I'm afraid, okay. man. I felt sorry for that Cami cosplayer. It's like. You have a wedgie for eight hours today. Dude, that's the story people. with Street Fighter Five. How come Cammy does not have pants on yet? We keep <laughs> making fun of Chun Li. Cammy's standing right there. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the next morning was Nintendo, which for some reason got a lot of shit. Like people were not happy with the Nintendo thing, but I don't know what they were expecting because they're announcing new hardware next year. So they're not going to be like, hey, here's a bunch of awesome games that we're dumping hundreds of millions of dollars into for this failed console that we're already giving up on. Like, why would they do that? I didn't expect to see, like, Mario Galaxy 3 at this thing. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, like they what, what they did show looked good fun. Games. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I want to get Mario Maker, and uh, I totally will be... I'll, I'll try that Star Fox game, you know, sure, whatever. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't anything, like, super exciting, but... Whatever. I don't know. It didn't seem bad to me. I don't know, like Co-op Zelda, Yarn Yoshi, getting me hyped for Fire Emblem, <laughs> kind of getting me hyped for Fire Emblem X, Shimogami Tensei. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that, Hashtag yeah. F-E, I think it's like Fire Emblem Stay Night or whatever. Oh, wow. That's what it looks like. <laughs> I seriously thought that I had accidentally clicked to another window and it was a preview from like Crunchyroll playing. Like that's, I thought mm-hmm. I was watching the wrong thing. <laughs> when they showed I'm, the Fire Emblem Shin Megami Tensei thing. That was the animeest thing to ever yep. anime. <laughs> um, but the only thing is, so I, I wanted to point this out. Uh, I am not buying a lot of Amiibos. <laughs> but I do want the Rob Amiibo. Which, so my point with the Rob Amiibo is, if you want an Amiibo, you just want one. Like, you're not going to collect it or flip it or sell it or whatever. You're just going to take it out of the box and put it on your desk. You can just buy the imports. Like, you can just get it from the U.K. or Japan. You pay, like, 20 bucks for it, and whatever. It's fine. You don't pay $75 or something. You just have a version of it. The Rob yep. Amiibo, if you import it, which is probably going to be the only easy way to get your hands on that thing, it comes in Famicom colors, not <laughs> NES colors. So I got fucked on this, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Nintendo, like, just figured uh, out a way to make it so I can't 
get the one I really want easily. Well, you know? I mean, you could get it from Europe. Europe has the same colors. Well, there yeah. you go. See, yeah. the, maybe that'll be my saving grace. But I saw that, like, oh, and the Japan version comes in Famicom colors. And I was like, what the fuck? Come on. Like, <laughs> it just occurred to me, I have no idea how they did Rob in, J- in Japan. Did he actually have Famicom co- colors yep. when we released him there? Yeah, his default has uh, Famicom colors. Oh, yeah. He he was released as the NES robot, and mm-hmm. he came with Robot Block and Robot Stack, which are stacked up in Gyromite. Gyromite, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Historically accurate. That is my bullshit amiibo problem. <laughs> <laughs> I got my Kirby. I'm good. I don't need any more, and I'm never going to use it in any video game. It's standing between my kill a kill nintendroids <laughs> nendroids or whatever they call them I don't know. I've never owned one before and I never will again so I don't know what their names are <laughs> yeah right cut to five years from now and there's a fucking line of them um okay yeah so there wasn't anything like super exciting at Nintendo but I, I didn't think it was awful or anything I guess people had their uh, the, the presentation on those is always just like super charming I really yes. like that they don't do a press conference anymore that they can do those elaborate stage things and get those uh, I actually took a picture a couple hours ago, haven't posted it yet of the actual like Jim Henson puppets they made. Right. Oh, they had them on the floor? Yeah, they well not on the floor they had them in the uh, press area. Hmm. Yeah, and those were they fun. They are really nice. That, that, was, that, that was fun. I don't know why anybody would complain about like the nature of the, the, the stage nature of the Nintendo performance when you like watch some of these trailers and they clearly have paid actors doing the dialogue of the people playing the game. Oh god, it's like terrible. Any, any oh the division player demo yes. at a press what conference. What was that? The division <laughs> specifically was awful. Uh why not just have actual people play the game? Like I don't know what's gonna happen. Maybe if I hit this button it will work. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was uh, like that for Uncharted at the end of Sony, so eh, that was great. I don't know why this is occurring to me now, but I can't believe no one said they should just call it Just Clance. Like, why didn't we get to that joke? Okay. <laughs> Too soon! <laughs> Some of us have respect for the dead! <laughs> Clear and present dancing. All right. <laughs> Okay, so after Nintendo, after Nintendo, which was fine, was the final, the final press conference. I pointed out on Twitter, I was like, "That's it, the Square Enix press conference is it." And everyone's like, "Oh no, there's one more," and it was like this PC, this three-hour PC oh, thing. Oh God, I went to that. that. No one watched, near as I can tell, nobody watched. It that. was three hours of hoping to God you would hear something about Half-Life Three. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and of course they're not going to make that announcement there. Um, but uh, so there was the Square Enix press conference, which was mostly stuff, which is a lot of stuff we'd seen before. Uh, they showed the Final Fantasy trailer again. They showed Just Cause 3, which I will definitely play. That looks like fun. Is anybody else... Did anyone else spend time with Just Cause 2? Because it was a good time. Uh, yeah, I, I, I hear it's good. One. Yeah. Well, anyway, the third one looks fun. Uh, but most importantly, they showed some new footage from everyone's favorite franchise, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, god damn! I thought you were going to say Nier. Yeah. No. <laughs> nope, I'm not going to say Nier, Wait, Heidi. what? Somebody has a more favorite franchise than Nier? <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 <laughs> yeah. is coming out eventually. The teacup attack looked kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it would be great if they said, okay, we're going to we're gonna streamline the Kingdom Hearts story. We're going to completely start over. 
we're gonna, <laughs> streamline the Kingdom Hearts story. We're gonna we're gonna make this the straightforward game that everyone everyone actually wants. Like Kingdom Hearts is not really what people actually want from that <laughs> that that concept, right? Like they want something that's more straightforward. So maybe that's what we'll do. But anyway, so they, they showed think, a new like, When I reviewed that Kingdom Hearts 3DS game, people got so mad at me for just saying all I said was like yo, there's been like 10 years of these games and the plot of this game is about the two main characters maybe being ready to kind of wield a keyblade. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I'm totally interested in that chess game they were playing at the beginning of the trailer, you know? I don't know the rules of it. Is it like, you know, 3D chess? Does it have little... Like... Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. But... They are putting out another Kingdom Hearts, and then they also announced this World of Final Fantasy thing that, to me, looks like a GameCube game. Uh, I, I'm wondering if it's like some free-to-play nonsense. Yeah, definitely. It's like a smartphone game, practically. Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But uh, other than that, yeah, the, the Square Conference was kind of, you know, it's, it's all right, I guess. Yeah. All right, we got Nier 2. Yeah, okay, so that's yes. the other thing. So Nier 2, Nier 2 is coming. Uh, surprisingly, Nier 2 is coming. I... I guess they didn't lose enough money on the first one, so they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna take another stab at it um, uh, with platinum and designing the gameplay and Akihiko Yoshida doing the characters. He's finally off the Bravely Default chipmunk binge or whatever he was doing there. Okay, so, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is my has... game show. I'm totally looking forward. I am. I am so hyped for this. Holy shit! You have no. I really idea. want to know if the, the writer from the first two uh, from the Dragon Garden Near games is on it. They didn't really mention her, but you know. Uh-huh. Who really talks about that? Well, you. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. On oh, every one of these podcasts. <laughs> Only a nerd would. Who's a nerd? <laughs> what kind of well, dork talks know. about that stuff? So the week. issue with Nier, I would say, was it's kind of boring combat. So if if Platinum like scales it up a little bit but doesn't go full Platinum on it, that sounds all right with me. Yeah. I mean, Yeah. Great- it's, it's such an interesting, like... Like Yoko Taro is does such interesting stuff with like game, you know. Mechanics, how do you put it? Yeah. yeah. Well, not not. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, like, the game presents the story really. Yeah, presentation really yeah, wouldn't work in another medium. There's narrative presentation. I should also clarify. Like, I don't want to. I don't want anybody to come at me. Like, Nier actually does a lot of really interesting mechanical things. Like sometimes you're playing a shooter during yes. a ball fight, like a bullet hell shooter. And sometimes, like, there's a whole section of the game that is essentially, like, survival horror, and you go into a part that's, like, a text adventure. Mm-hmm. I mean, strictly, like, the like boots-on-the-ground, moment-to-moment fighting in Nier is eh, kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe it gives you a really bad impression of that game from the outset, uh, such as you might not continue to see what is so fascinating about it, and it is, like, a super weird, interesting game. I mean that's why I that's why I like it. It's sort of unrepentantly weird. Yeah. And just sort of that's like what that's what I love about like I don't know like when you think about like old Japanese games or just like old weird games that you liked, the weirdness is core to the enjoyment. Like if there's something sort of outside of your normal experience there, that's what you're looking for. And so when you yep. get that in something like Nier, you're just like I can't even explain really why I like this, but I like it because it is novel. And I'm I, my footing is uneasy, but I'm going to go forward because it, it, the weirdness draws you in. It's yeah, I, I'm really psyched for Nier too. <laughs> cool, yeah, excellent. All right. Um, I hope Kanye's in it. 
No, Dude, that would be amazing. They've said it. Uh, they, they've kind of said it's not. They've done that whole thing where they say, oh, it's not really going to be a sequel to this, but there'll be little nods here and there. So, I don't know. Yeah, and that guy in Game of Thrones is totally dead, too. Yeah, I'm wise to that. <laughs> okay. All right. Did we. Did, can I just backtrack a little bit? Because we kind of glossed over Dark Souls 3, and I feel like a video oh. game event that involves Dave Riley and Joel White yeah. has to mention Dark Souls, even okay. if there wasn't a sequel announced. Didn't they just gloss over Dark Souls 3? They had like a one-minute trailer. <laughs> I don't care. There was something in the show about it. <laughs> I mean, so Miyazaki's directing this one. Again, he's coming back. The hardest mer- working man in show business. Uh, is coming in to seed as many berserk references as he possibly can <laughs> in the time allotted. Literally, the blood the Bloodborne icon is just the berserk. Like they just took the Photoshop eraser tool and like cut off a couple bits of the berserk sigil. Yes. So, well, that's what but, they haven't announced yet. Is the subtitle? It's Dark Souls Three Guts Rage. Like that's. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I wish. Shoot guys with my cannon arm. That's the one thing they haven't put in the Dark Souls game yet. <laughs> they had a cannon in Bloodborne. It was really good. Uh, yeah, so that's definitely coming out, and I assume all of you will play it. Correct. Yeah, but I feel <laughs> like there's never been like a game where like or a series that I've loved so much that has come out so quickly that I'm like, maybe I need a break. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing with Dark Souls 3. Everyone's like, oh, Dark Souls 3! And I'm like, didn't you you just got one of those like a couple yeah. months ago you just got one there was one just before that like it feels like they're saturating that so fast that they're kind of killing it in the crib it's kind of like marvel movies like now we get a billion yeah. of them a year and people get tired of them too quick like i, I feel they're, like like companies are just too aggressive with these release schedules if you let it breathe if you let like two years in between the games like two years well, they, is a good amount of breathing space for another. Especially if you're not going to do anything new. Like if you're, and even though people complain that Dark Souls Two was like not Souls enough for them, uh, I think that if you're going to release it on such a rapid schedule, you have to kind of augment the experience somehow, and and that can be difficult when your trademark is like you know, just you die a bunch and it's really hard, and also we're going to talk about invincibility frames and rolls. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows? If that if everyone talks that one up, because I've only played about half of the original Dark Souls. I never touched the second one, and I haven't played Bloodborne. So maybe I'll skip those and go straight to the third one or something. I don't know. If you were going to skip one, the skip two and yeah. Bloodborne, oh. play the first, and then play third. Yeah. Yeah, even though I really like two, and I don't know. Well, I, so the reason I'm willing to give any game any dark souls game a shot is just because they are so sort of like feature dense like even though those games are, are kind of structured around the new game plus like you don't play that game and do a lot of the things the same things like over and over again like when you go even though you do do a lot of the same things over and over again by dying a lot like when you go to a new area that is like a new area that is not like to be mean to Shadow of Mordor again, but really any open world game, it's like, no, no, you're in the desert now. Like, this is the orc fortress. Like, and the pointy buildings might as well just be, like, basalt rocks that you can scale at any other point in the game. And so, like, the Dark Souls games are really good at giving you sort of, like, a lot of bang for your buck, if you want to call it that. Like, it's a lot of really unique, dense experiences. And so, like, I'm not quite burned out on them yet. But it also takes sort of a lot of 
uh, emotional investment to play those games. Like, they're pretty harrowing. So, like, I don't know if I'm ready for one of them back-to-back. Like, I bought the re-release of Dark Souls 2 and only got, like, a couple areas into it where I was like, damn, I just played Dark or Bloodborne. Like, I can't, I can't be about this right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you handed me another open-world, giant open-world RPG right after I'm finishing with The Witcher, I'm going to be like, uh, let's play something else for a little while. Like, I need a year. I Basically, I need a year in between mm. those giant games. Mm-hmm. And I Don't guess, worry. I'm sure at the uh, Tokyo Game Show, they'll announce Bloodborne 2. Or... Yeah, right. I'm sure they will. How can they stay away? Um, okay, so, I mean, uh, Heidi, you're actually there. Uh, we got a lot of questions about the VR stuff. Did you, obviously they can't show this, like, in a press conference. There's no right. way to, there's no way to experience VR unless you put, unless you strap the helmet on, the Johnny Mnemonic helmet, unless you strap it on. Um, so did you do any of the VR stuff, and can you tell us what it's like? Um, I did do a couple VR demos, and, uh, it was Project Morpheus. I didn't do Oculus, um. But I was uh, I was pretty impressed by what I saw. The head tracking seems very nice. I wasn't getting motion sick or anything like that. Uh, the games I played did not involve me having to like walk at all. So I I was mostly just you know doing hand and and other uh, tracking like that. But I. The technology is pretty neat, very much still in its infancy. There's still a lot to get used to. So, hmm. Don't really know what else to say about that because all the games were just kind of demos. There's not really much that's full featured yet. Right. But for but sure. It's, it's definitely a lot more interesting than, say, Connect was. Okay. Well, let's not say things we can't take back. I mean, Connect. Uh, no. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure on this one. <laughs> but next E3, we, Sony will have a big press conference, and then so, the guy will come out, and they'll announce that they're kickstarting Dactyl Nightmare 3, right? Yes! <laughs> I'll, I'll totally back it. Shit. <laughs> well, that's exciting. I mean, that stuff, like, you have to do a demo. Like, there's no other way to, to see the promise of it than a demo. So I guess we get to wait until these things actually start hitting the market next year, and then we can finally see for ourselves whether or not it's worth the hype. But Yep. I don't know. That's interesting. I, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not uh, reluctant to embrace our VR future. I think it's fine. So you don't think we'll get another Virtual Boy out of this or anything like that, do you? Hey, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get Telero Boxer too. Like we can, <laughs> we can just help. I'm just gonna keep referencing old shitty VR games, and <laughs> that'll be the rest of the podcast. Uh, okay. Well, let's go ahead and get to the Twitter questions. We got a few of them. All right. Okay. Land of Obscusion wants to know, which one was the biggest shocker? Final Fantasy VII, Shenmue Three, or Earthbound Beginnings? Oh, we didn't talk about that, no. Is there? A, what, it's got to be Earthbound, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Release the ROM. I mean, we knew they had that, so... <laughs> that was a nice little thing that Nintendo did there for us. And everybody thinks that they're going to go using this to gauge whether they want to translate Mother 3 or not, so... But I don't know about that. The thing about Nintendo is that they know that whenever they do release Mother 3, that everybody's going to shit themselves. And so <laughs> that's kind of one of their cards they're keeping close to their chest, I think. Now, At least before there... they roll out their underwear line. <laughs> yep. Now, was there a rumor that they'd actually localized Mother 3, or was that... That's been... a rumor. Yeah, probably not. But I wouldn't put it past them to have it, you know, 
sitting on the so, somewhere in the virtual console quiver. Now, if they released Star Fox Two as well, that yes. was something. Oh yeah, that one was completely finished too, and then they canceled it just because they didn't want it to interfere with the Nintendo sixty four. So, yep, very sad. Until you can murder Slippy, I'm not interested in any Star Fox. <laughs> but, but, but why would you do that, Fox? <laughs> you can't kill him. You just but keep trying. Wrong. <laughs> his little his little portrait won't stop jabbering. And <laughs> why are we? Why are you? What are you doing, Fox? Stop it! You know I I can't be killed. <laughs> just keep mashing X. Yeah. Okay. Um, Trick the TM asks, "What vaporware do you hope gets revived next?" Oh, well, a uh, little game, uh, Mega Man Legends 3. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that's an odd deal again. Uh, that, that, that's, that's never going to get revived unless... They gave you trombone. What? What, you're not talking about Sammy versus Capcom? Jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Darkstalkers versus Street Fighter, sure, why not? <laughs> I feel okay. like, Todd, I feel like all of your favorite games are vaporware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say Gravity Rush 2, so I'm keeping the faith. Yeah, still uh, still waiting for that VF6 announcement. I mean, do you think that's actually ever going to happen? I think so. Yeah, all right. Yeah. is going to want it at some point. Right. Not as much as they want a new Sonic Boom game, that's for Just sure. Just put Sonic in Virtual Fighter. They already did that. <laughs> yep. Fighting Sonic. Uh, Fighters Mega Mix. I want a new one of those. Okay, so Squatulus asks, a Yoko Taro game made by Platinum. Is it a dream come true? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You answered the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, disagreement, they, they just like, do yes. no wrong. Except they have a C team that works on stuff like Legend of Korra, but I walked some of that and it didn't look like the worst game ever. I, I bet their C team's working on Transformers, though, so you probably don't have to worry yeah, too much. Yeah, so like Nier gets bumped up the list because of that. Yeah, Maybe. well, it's the designer who did Revengeance, so, you know, get rid yeah. of a lot of stuff, I guess. Revengeance was good. That was a compact game. That was like six hours, never get bored. I need to finish that. I've played like an hour or two of it, and obviously I don't have too much further to go, so I should. Well, I mean, it, after the first, like, I'd say once you hit the third hour, you just get kind of sucked through the rest. Yeah, All it right. just keeps going. Cool. Uh, Torchka asks, do you think releasing Fire Emblem Fates as two separate versions will kill sales for the game in the West? Hmm. Are they releasing as two separate versions in the West? I thought it was going to be packaged together. I think they've implied that they're going to release it. They haven't officially announced it, though. Somebody spotted some you know, product listing somewhere. It does seem quite a weird, though, because Fire Emblem is definitely not Pokemon, and that's kind of risky. Yeah. I thought hmm. it was going to be DLC. If it's DLC, that makes more sense. There's a DLC, I think, in, the third version. If you want them both together, you, you can buy a DLC version that combines the two for, yeah. like, twice as much or something. I mean, aren't the people who play Fire Emblem the kind of people who would buy two copies of a game? I'm including myself in that list, maybe. <laughs> it depends. Like, which one has the best waifus? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, I, that's what I want to know about Fire Emblem's. What excuse are they going to have to have put kids in this game because they already use time travel? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like cute. super baby aging reagent. <laughs> well, you know, they'll be use some steampunk fun thing where you have a gigantic cylinder and two people go in and baby comes out. No, you know? they did that. It was called Project Steam, codenamed Steam, and it was terrible. Oh, it was basically unplayable. <laughs> 
okay. Let's see. Abzero now asks, more cynical cash grab, the Minions mobile game or the Kingdom Hearts mobile game? I mean, I associate the Minions with just cynicism, so... I That, I guess, but there were a lot of... I was surprised at the number of free-to-play games with uh, all those shitty hooks in them that free-to-play games have that were... <laughs> Part of well, these big um, press I've been playing the Final Fantasy Record Keeper one, and it's not half bad. Like, I have not spent anything on it, and it's been about five months. I've been I played that too, and I thought it was pretty good. I, I don't I don't like hate the free to play stuff. It's just like a lot of that stuff is pretty insidious. Yeah, and you know, I was sure that Fallout Shelter thing was just going to be nothing but free to play hooks, and it's not. I mean, I played a little bit of it. It's not a. I don't think it's a particularly great game, but. A lot of um, people are really digging it. Yeah, I'm surprised. Um, but, but there was just a lot of that, and I think we're going to see more of that. That was definitely like a trend. It's like, okay, these huge free-to-play things, they make more money on these than anything else. So obviously but they're going to be part of the press conferences now, and I guess moving forward I would expect like we're going to see more of that. Isn't it also I, just about expanding the reach of your IP, though? Like you don't necessarily have to get people to to spend money in the game that's a nice thing but if you can kind of get the hooks of fallout into their consciousness they're gonna go and spend it on the giant video game that you really need them to buy sure that's the theory but i don't think it's really been proven yet i mean yeah i kind of i think it's just advertisers don't know what to do anymore in the age of time shifted media and you know kind of cheap digital productions of everything they're just trying to figure out what do we do to make money now or what do we do to convince people to pay us that's all we care about Really, they should be looking more towards things like Twitch streams. I think that gets a lot of people into buying stuff. But it's kind of—I mean, do Twitch streams really capture that much audience? Because the problem with the Twitch stream is oh, there's yeah. actual like Twitch gets a hundred million independent viewers every month. Yes, but like they're not all on one stream, right? The most no, I've but seen, but well, there are there are popular games on Twitch. Like at any any given time, you will find like a billion Dark Souls streams. You will, oh, yeah. and they'll each have like fifty viewers, and then there will be one that has three hundred viewers. But you don't. You've already, that's already a captive audience. Whatever. I mean, because you've already people are already watching that, right? The people are playing your game. It's already advertising. You don't. You're not extending your brand by somehow investing in Twitch because you've already got that. Uh, it it depends. Like Capcom's put a shitload of money into basically creating this uh, Capcom Fighters brand. Yeah. Doing you know dedicated Twitch streams, getting Street Fighter Five and everything on the front page. Well, Twitch so is, it, it helps. I don't think anyone's arguing that Twitch is not an effective marketing tool. Of course it is, and that's and that's fine. But we were talking about this free to play stuff, and it just you know it, I think it will have a heightened presence at these at these conferences going forward, and that's going to be your and you can play it right now. Like now. that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be the the thing going forward is. You're not going to be like, oh, we've totally put this huge game out right now. Instead, you can get the free-to-play thing on your phone, and we'll release the actual game in, like, six months. It just seems like a trend to me, like a noticeable trend. Just think about those old, like, Tiger handheld games, like Tiger Ninja Gaiden. (laughs) What the crap was that? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I want a mobile phone version of Ninja Turtles 2 Splinter Speaks, the handheld (laughs) game. (laughs) Or Castlevania Simon's Quest, the Tiger game. God damn it, Joel. Why'd you have to remind me of those things? Okay. Um, finally, Zader Nova asks, which conference was the best and which one was the worst? I mean, to me, like, it's obviously Sony had the best conference, right? Yeah, oh, well... Yeah, I mean, I liked watching the Nintendo one the best, just... Um, yeah, Nintendo was just, so, like, that so was the whimsical most fun. and fun. Yeah, that was definitely the most fun, like, without a doubt. 
But I think just in terms of like, hey, stuff I'm actually interested in. I mean, yeah, it was Sony for sure. Anybody? Well, as far as the worst goes, like nobody had huge embarrassments this year, but Ubisoft is always like, like you're watching it and you're just kind of waiting for the next awkward thing to happen so you can post your hot takes on Twitter. Yeah. And so, now the and, right. and it's just, you know, hey, more awkward banter. Hey, more references to bodily functions. Hey, more Tom Clancy. Woo. Yeah, I don't know. Some of those guys, like Ubisoft and EA, I almost feel like, where do you get off deciding you need a conference so you can tell us there's another Assassin's Creed? Listen, I have to hear about the Star Ocean sequel. That's very important because those games are good. Don't make a new Resonance of Fate. God forbid you make Valkyrie Profile 3. Oh, they're too busy, you know, with integrity and faithlessness. Listen, I have come to grips long ago with the fact that whoever made Valkyrie Profile is no longer with that company. Oh, Yoshihara Gotanda, he's still there. Oh. Really? You know, I'm... like a cage? <laughs> Wait, wasn't it Masaki Norimoto was the one who didn't... Bo- oh, never mind. Dave, you said Valkyrie Profile oh, okay, will be here all night. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It's There's, um... Someone Somebody asked about vaporware, and there's a level five game that's actually kind of like Valkyrie Profile. In that Is you're it you know, Professor Layton versus Valkyrie Profile. <laughs> no, you're. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I'm blanking on it, but you're like a Shinigami, and you have to go around and fulfill all the wishes of the dead people, or something like that. So uh, that <laughs> I believe that game like was announced, and then it got canceled, and then it was oh, revived as like some sort of weird cell phone novel thing. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah maybe it's- because it didn't have a shitty eight-year-old English sidekick. <laughs> level five, make a new dark cloud. They are level never making another dark cloud day. Diorama. No more fantasy life, please. All right, I I think that wraps us up. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, thank you so much for coming on and, and going through all of that shit with us. Uh, I, I can't 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 thank you enough. So uh, so thanks a lot, guys. Oh, oh and Tembo the Badass Elephant is a great game. Go play it. It's a good name. <laughs> yes, <laughs> will do. All right. Okay, that's our show. Big thanks to Dave, Joel, Heidi, and Todd for stopping by. The theme song is Bucharest. is by the band The New Division. You can check them out at newdivisionmusic.com. Don't forget, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a rating, a review. We'd really appreciate it. And I'll see you all next time.